Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Father Tom Berg, pastor of St. James Catholic Parish in Swickley, Pennsylvania. Welcome to Catholic Education Plus on KDKA Radio. This show spotlights the important work of Catholic education in our Catholic schools and the parish faith formation programs. Catholic Education Plus is brought to you by the generous supporters of Catholic education, including Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh in southwestern Pennsylvania. And joining me today, it's a great honor to welcome our diocesan bishop, Bishop David Zubek. Father Tom, good to be with you, as well as all uh, our listeners. Thanks, Bishop. Bishop, uh, this program, we are focusing on Catholic education, and especially here in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. And I know... Catholic education is very near and dear to your heart, as it is uh, for me. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, how has the Catholic education had an effect on your life? Well, uh, I I would be a completely different person if it wasn't for uh, my involvement in Catholic schools. I always like to tell people uh, I've been involved in Catholic schools uh, in a technical way, thirty-seven for thirty-seven years, twenty-four of those years as a student, and um, uh, thirteen years as a as an administrator. Uh, and uh, obviously, both of those, uh, both as a student and as, and as a teacher, really has um, influenced a lot of the decisions that I make about Catholic uh, education as as diocesan bishop. My parents um, made all the sacrifices for me to go to elementary uh, and high school, uh, and uh, my choice to go to Duquesne University for college, and then my education as a seminarian, and then to do an advanced degree in education, uh, really has uh, convinced me, as if I needed convinced, about the absolute value of what Catholic education can do to the the life, the heart, and the soul of, of any individual. Now, growing up in Ambridge, you're a Pittsburgher, so you're a local guy. And uh, let's talk a little bit about those years uh, growing up in Ambridge and going uh, to the Catholic school. Uh, I owe a great deal. Uh, first to Sister Estelle, who was uh, a Felician sister. She was my first grade teacher all the way through eighth grade to Sister S. Brancher, who taught me in the eighth grade. Uh, and the, the sisters gave me a, a very firm foundation in coming to know, as we called them in those days, reading, writing, arithmetic, and religion. Uh, and I think that they, because of their dedication to teaching, were helping me and all of my classmates, all 61 of us, to connect the dots, to see God's hand in everything. So it wasn't just in religion class, but in all the classes that we had in our eight, eight grades. And then I can be very grateful to uh, the Sisters of St. Joseph, uh, because when I graduated elementary school, I went to what was then uh, St. Veronica High School, which became the the parent of what's now Quigley Catholic. Uh, and the Sisters of St. Joseph really uh, helped uh, me be prepared uh, for moving on to college. Uh, they were um, educators. They were academicians. Uh, they really broadened uh, my mind and, and, the, and the minds of, of my classmates to uh, really see the world from the perspective of God having created it. Having gone through Catholic elementary school myself, growing up at uh, St. Norbert's in Overbrook, now part of Holy Apostles, having the Sisters of Divine Providence teaching me 
laying that foundation as a youngster, really, and and you were uh, taught by the Felicians, that really set the the groundwork, the foundation in building that. And then moving on to what is now Quigley Catholic, and Quigley just celebrated their 50th anniversary uh, this past year. Really, Catholic schools are just something special. It's It's a family. It's not just you go to school and come home, but it's a family atmosphere. Would you agree? Uh, Absolutely so. And I would have to say that when uh, I began uh, first grade, obviously, I I was already clued into the faith because Mm -hmm. my my mom and dad took seriously their role as being first teachers uh, in the faith. And so when I came, the sisters had uh, the uh, opportunity to build on what my parents had taught me when I was uh, a pre of preschool age. Um, and I think that I came to appreciate uh, education on the other side of the desk, as I've already mentioned. Um, I, I had worked in f- four of our high schools in the diocese, but full time I worked at Quigley Catholic first as a teacher and then as an administrator. Uh, and um, all that I was the beneficiary of in my elementary and high school times, I was able now to pass on to my students and to really help them to see how important it was to connect the dots of faith to their lives. And I certainly hope, because uh, in in most of my time at Quigley, I um, had the opportunity to teach seniors. I tried to get them ready that when they would graduate, they would go out and live their their lives as as, as good uh, Christians throughout their lives. And so I connect with a number of them over the course of the years, and um, they seem pretty committed to it. So I think that's the real goal of what Catholic education is about, that a person can, in fact, um, be so um, in love with the Lord Jesus that uh, they let his teaching and his heart uh, and his mind permeate everything that an adult does uh, throughout their lives. Often in your homilies, uh, you give great homilies anyway, but you always personalize and you have stories and you often reflect on your years at Quigley and interacting with the students. Uh, those those moments teaching, you were on the other side of the desk, so to speak, as an administrator. That probably had a profound impact on you as a young priest back then. Well, and one of the things that I've, I've said, uh, especially about my days at Quigley, um, I think that uh, my students uh, really uh, became my teacher. Mm. Uh, they taught me so much uh, about life because of their honesty. Uh, I'm so proud of, of uh, a number of them that have gone into education themselves, some on a, a much higher level, and uh, they're doing a terrific job. So I think that uh, whatever part that I had to play in where they are now uh, has been a real privilege to be able to do the work that Jesus gave me in the role of being a teacher uh, and of an administrator. And the, the students actually can teach the teacher too. Yeah, absolutely so, and and they've been they they've done that on a number of uh, situations. Those who are involved in higher education, I'll give them a call and say, "I'm thinking about writing this. What do you think? Or can you give me some insights about what direction I need to take about another particular topic?" And uh, that's been a that's been a joy to be able mm-hmm. to see them flourish in terms of their uh, their not only their academic careers, but especially an academic career that involves the faith. Now, moving from the school building now to the parish, as adults, we never stop learning. We always need to learn and grow with our faith. So it's really 
evident that parishes need to have good, strong faith formation programs, youth ministry, adult catechesis. Would you like to reflect on that in the parish level? Well, first of all, because the charge to do that Mm -hmm. comes from Jesus himself. And I remind our listeners today about that closing scene that that we uh, read in both the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Mark, and then the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles, where, where Jesus looks out at his disciples who are there and says, now it's your turn. You know, you go forth now and you make disciples of all the nations. And so that a whole business of, of, of being on mission for the church alive, of passing on the good news of Jesus, has to be an integral part of what happens in a parish's life. Uh, clearly, the place where that faith is, is passed on and, uh, and grows happens within the context of the Holy Mass and the homily that the priest or deacon preaches. But it, but it also uh, expands from there into the Catholic school, if the parish has one, uh, or in religious education programs on lots of different levels uh, for elementary school students, high school students, for youth programs, and for adult faith formation as well, too. We can never learn enough about our faith, and obviously we can never, never learn enough about who God is. And also, um, not only in elementary or high school, but college, too. And we have wonderful campus ministry programs throughout the Diocese of Pittsburgh. I just recently was at Robert Morris University saying Mass in the evening. And just to see that chapel filled with young college kids and Gary Sklifke, the uh, campus minister, that's just so important, especially in a young adult years, too, in a college setting. Absolutely so, and, that, and I think as you already uh, uh, hint, uh, it isn't just our three Catholic mm-hmm. colleges, Duquesne University uh, and La Roche and Carlo University, but it's also the campus ministry programs that we have in our secular universities as well. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to celebrate a commissioning mass at St. Paul Cathedral. We've been doing this now for the, the course of the last 11 years, where uh, students opt to uh, forego their um, their their break, their spring break, and use it as an opportunity to live out their faith, uh, either within the context of the southwestern Pennsylvania area, or to go out to other parts of the country uh, to uh, really use their faith in action to support people who um, don't get an awful lot of attention. One of the programs I know that that some of the students are participating in is the Habitat for Humanity, mm-hmm. uh, and I think there's where you see. Uh, the kind of work that's being done on the on the the higher education level, where once again faith is being connected to a person's heart, and the response of those people from the heart is making uh, other people know that they're loved. But it also helps to connect them to Jesus as well because of the actions of those who are participating in those kinds of programs. And I can relate to that when I was a seminarian. 20-some years ago at Duquesne University, the seminarians went with the Duquesne University college students. Uh, In the fall, during Thanksgiving break, we went down to Kentucky, to Appalachia, and stayed with the family and helped like build steps and fix up some homes. And then for the spring semester, we went down to Immokalee, Florida, and worked with the migrant farm workers. And uh, a family hosted us. We stayed and lived in a family's house for the week and we picked oranges and I, that was 20 years ago and I still have vivid pictures in my mind that had an impact on me and I'm sure it had with the, the other uh, seminarians and college students. Well, for sure. And I think the beauty part of what's happening in our own diocese and I've had a chance to visit all 12 of our high schools, uh, Catholic high schools. Uh, those programs are part of the, the high school students as well too. And it's so nice to be able to see 
the young adults, uh, the emerging adults in high school come to understand how much they have to live their faith and share it with uh, those who uh, don't receive much attention from the world around them. And you can learn from a textbook, but these are life experiences that you don't learn in a textbook. Exactly. You're learning by the acts of the heart. Absolutely. And good friendships can develop with uh, college students or like the seminarians, and then also um, with the college students, too, and the families that you have an impact with, too. Absolutely so. Good. We're going to take a break. Back with more Education Plus in a moment. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor of St. James Catholic Parish in Swickley. And with me this morning is uh, Bishop David Zubik. And Bishop, as we are now in the second uh, half of our show, I want to talk a little bit about the upcoming On Mission for the Church Alive, which is uh, very important to all the Catholics and people in our in the Pittsburgh region. This is something that will be coming up uh, April 26th, and it's going to have an impact on all of the parishes, schools, and institutions. Uh, why don't you reflect a little bit about the on-mission process? Uh, it really is important uh, for people to understand the reason why we're doing this, and there's a number one and only reason why we're doing it. It's to really bring p- people closer to God. Uh, I think the world in which we live has become so secularized, uh, and there are a lot of statistics that show that people are somehow putting God on the back burner or mm-hmm. taking him off uh, their radar screen uh, for sure. And so everything that we're trying to do is to bring people closer together so that we can affect in a very positive way each other's faith journey. And um, within the context of all of that uh, is not only a revitalization that needs to happen within our parishes, but a revitalization that needs to take place in every program of Absolutely. every parish. And one of those happens to be uh, the education. Uh, we spoke uh, just a, a few minutes ago about the charge of Jesus given to his disciples then and now, go forth and make disciples of all the nations. And one of the ways in which we're trying to, to do that is in the regionalization of uh, our Catholic schools. Um, I think, sadly, over the course of the last uh, decade or so, we've seen a number of of schools have to close because of demographic changes. Uh, And um, uh, we can't possibly, I can't possibly let Catholic schools really die. Uh, They're so integral to the mission of the church. And so uh, what we've come to realize is that um, uh, the Catholic uh, school that's within the context of a single parish is pretty much becoming a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, in a certain sense, I think there's a blessing in that because we need to realize that when Jesus gave the charge to pass on the faith, he meant that not for a certain segment of people to do it, but it's a responsibility we have as the entire church. And so we really began last year with uh, the regionalization of the schools in the North Hills area. I don't know if all the time you've been a part of that mm-hmm. with St. James School. And and what we've been able to take a look at is that um, the number of schools that we used to have in that area used to be at- at- attached to a single parish who was responsible for that, sp- that particular school. What we've uh, determined to have done is that to make sure that every single parish within a particular region is now going to be responsible for the Catholic schools in that region. So, for example, in the North Hills, I believe we have 33 parishes mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Uh, that are going to be uh, taking care of the schools, supporting their schools instead of what was the previous case of one third of those parishes to be able to do that. 
a couple of weeks ago, I was at the Stations of the Cross at St. Sebastian Parish, which is in that North Hills grouping as well, too. Uh, they now come under the title of Holy Cross Holy Academy, Cross. Mm-hmm. which is a combination of both St. Sebastian and St. Teresa. It warmed my heart to see more than 500 kids wow. that were in the in, in the part of uh, in the in the, the congregation of St. Sebastian Church, and to see that uh, half of that the, the the church was really filled by their students said there's something good happening with the regionalization, and to know that uh, the parishioners from all of the parishes in in that uh, North Hills region are supporting the efforts of of the Catholic schools there. We're not stopping with the North Hills right now. We're working uh, on the eastern part of the diocese, and um, the pastors are now coming forward with making recommendations uh, with my approval. Following that, we're going to go to the southern part of the diocese and take a look at regionization of schools there, and then finally f- uh, finish up with the northwestern part of the of the diocese as well, too. And I truly believe that as we're, we're moving in this direction of a, of a true regional school where every single parish is going to be responsible for the Catholic school program, uh, I believe that that, in, in fact, is going to invigorate our Catholic schools. The same thing, I think, has to be said around uh, our, the on mission process and what it's intended to do for our, our, our faith formation programs for our public school students. Uh, for our youth and young adults, and as well as for our adult, uh, for for uh, full fledged adults as well too, because as I've mentioned a little bit earlier in our conversation, faith formation can never stop. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be a part of our our efforts as as the church, and that's that's another important ingredient to what it means for us to be on mission for the church alive. Yeah, usually people think uh, kids in eighth grade, I get confirmed, I don't have to go to CCD anymore, I don't have to go to church. That's not so. We never stop learning. And you have young adult Bible studies. At St. James, we have small groups, which people love. You go into people's homes or the local coffee shop or even in a parish meeting room, and you have a topic that really helps people blossom with their faith. And they they, they're just hungry. They're hungry for small groups and faith formation. Exactly so. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned confirmation because one of the questions that I will always ask uh, the students that are there to receive that, that special sacrament is asking them why they're there. And if they're there because it happens to be something that everybody at that particular age in the Catholic Church does, or if they're being forced to do it, I'll say to them, you ought not to come forward. You ought not to be be confirmed because unless you're committed to letting the Spirit move in your heart and help you to come to know Jesus better, then um, you need to come back when you rethink what it, what exactly that responsibility is going to be. And, and that is a responsibility that's not an option. It has been given to us as a responsibility uh, from Jesus. And I've got to do everything in my power as shepherd of the Church of Pittsburgh to encourage people to deepen their relationship with the Lord and through the various educational programs in each of our parishes and in all of our schools. Uh, I just was at the Sisters of the Holy Spirit a few weeks ago at the Martinez Center. Great ladies, Good wonderful ladies. ladies. And uh, we had our confirmation retreat there from St. James and Sister Donna Smith did a wonderful presentation. And she she focused on that, like kids, this if you're just getting confirmed to get grandma and grandpa's uh, card or to throw mom and dad to throw a party, you know, you're looking at it a different reason. This is a huge commitment. And as youngsters, when we're baptized, mom and dad brought us to church, but confirmation, and I always tell the kids, you're standing up and you're confirming, yes, this is what I want to do. I want to become Catholic. I want to be a Christian and I'm here because I want to be not because mom and dad told me to be. 
And I'm looking forward to coming to yeah. St. James to do the confirmation in April. And April 9th, right? That's not exactly. It'll be a nice yeah. time to be able to uh, to charge the students who are being confirmed. But it's also an opportunity uh, for me to confirm the great work you're doing and Thank the you, people Bishop. of St. James Parish. Appreciate that. We're talking about the uh, regionalization and being through it with St. James, part of the North Hills Regional School System. Even though we didn't merge with other schools like St. Alphonsus and St. Alexis came together or St. Teresa's and St. Sebastian's or St. Mary's and Glenshaw, St. Ursula's and St. Bonaventure, being part of that North Hills school system, I think has been wonderful. Uh, it's still on the St. James property. I still have school mass with the kids. I still roam the halls. But Sister Christy Hill, who is my principal, now reports to the regional director, uh, Mike Kilmeyer, and the diocese is kind of overseeing the school, and that helps the, the parish priest out. It's not that it's not my school anymore. It's the region school. And, and we have kids from not just Swickley, but uh, from all around the Swickley Valley area and beyond. And I think there's like 10 different school districts. So we're kind of like a regional school without being uh, merged with somebody. And I think one of the, one of the many be- uh, benefits to having regional schools is that it really calls uh, not only the schools uh, and the teachers and the administration, but the students to be to really be able to work together as opposed to being in a, in a competition Absolutely, that, right. that somehow uh, doesn't bring about the kind of uh, of community and, and unity that has to be there with regard to growing in our faith. And instead of parishes being islands, we're making it a um, community. Bishop Zubik, thanks for being here today on the debut of Catholic Education Plus. I appreciate it. Honored to be here with you, Father Tom, and with all of our listeners as well, too. God bless you. Thank you. This week in our Plus segment, we're featuring the McGuire Memorial Home. They're located in New Brighton. McGuire Memorial is co-sponsored by the Felician Sisters of North America and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. And McGuire provides uh, a beautiful mental and physical uh, disabilities help that includes medical conditions. McGuire is known for its care and commitment for those who are disabled. They have areas in the immediate uh, care facility for individuals with intellectual disabilities on their main campus in New Brighton. Uh, They have 24-hour nursing care. There's a respite care program where families are offered professional and specialized uh, short-term care for their children. And there are community homes, which enable individuals to live in residential homes that are supervised uh, with 24-hour medical care. McGuire also has uh, this school, which is licensed as a private academic school that provides individualized special education services for students ages 3 to 21 who have multiple disabilities or who are on the autism spectrum. McGuire also has an adult training facility, and they're committed for providing individualized programs and to support and assist every adult to be able to have adult training and to go to work. Adults come to the facility from McGuire's residential facility on campus, community homes, and family homes in the area. And I had a wonderful time at the McGuire auction, which was just held uh, back a few weeks ago at the Pittsburgh Fairmont downtown. What a wonderful evening it was uh, to support the McGuire Memorial Home in New Brighton. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus, and thanks again to our supporters, including Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. Come, Father Tom Burke. Join us again in two weeks at 630 right here on KDK Radio.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.